honestly, would you really scream in the church? No, I was kidding. Because <laughs> like, I actually just like, I was, like, gonna like put I'm on, just like picturing putting, you just screaming in a church and I'm like, Ugh. I'm just like putting on a fake exorcism. I would like start like making it rain my tarot cards. On stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> And we're live. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Sex in the Six. I am your host, Lee, and as always, I'm here with my best friend, Vitan. Hey. So I want to tell you guys that today we have a very interesting topic. We're going to be talking about politics, but more specifically, dating someone who has a differing political view. At the same time, we're going to be touching on uh, morals and religion, but mostly it's going to stay on politics. Yeah, you know, all the fun stuff you're not supposed to talk about at a family barbecue. Yeah, basically. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. Since 2016, partisan and political animosity has been higher than it's been in decades, I feel, Uh, especially with the whole Trump supporter thing. I want to know what you actually think about dating someone with a differing political view. Personally, like, do you want to share your political views on this episode or you don't? I mean, I might touch on them. I feel like it'll be hard for me to not. But I I mean, I can think of an instance just off the top of my head. And again, I was never dating the guy, but you remember him. Uh, We went to theater school with him all four years. And even us not dating, having polar opposite opinions in terms of politics, we got into some heavy debates, almost arguments before class sometimes. And it was almost like the divorced mother and father screaming at each other from across the dinner table. And the rest of you guys were like our children, like, please just shut them up. But so, you know, I'm not sure if I would ever want to like date someone in that situation because already I was like, I just felt this like fire of anger building up inside of me because, and maybe this is a character flaw that I just couldn't see his point of view. And when, I mean, okay, I'm going to have to say it. It was, a, it was Trump versus uh, Clinton. This was back in 2016. And uh, it, I was just, you know, I, I just, did, I couldn't understand how someone could stand behind a man like that. Just his views on women's rights and God, the list goes on, you know, people of color, poverty, it's brutal. So anyway, I just, it was a screaming match back and forth. And for me, maybe I need to open up my, my mind and try to consider other people's point of views more. But at the same time, if I'm going to be dating you, that's, that's a choice. And and I don't think I would want to choose to date someone who is so polar opposite on something as as such as so core and rudimental as a political opinion what about you well it's interesting i don't even know how to articulate this i'm on the same page as you i've never dated someone with a differing political view i've never really stepped into those waters at all the only person that i've ever had you know that has had a differing political view has been my father and like as you already know like my father and i are not very close I won't get into the whole story with him because like, that's for like another episode, but he was a staunch Trump supporter. He hated Hillary Clinton. 
he really thought that Trump was basically America's messiah. In fact, the world's messiah to such an extent. Like he really believed that this guy who was not born into politics, he was just born into a, a very rich, wealthy family, that that guy with his imperfect way of speaking and just his kind of like, is it brash or brass kind of way of speaking? He thought that he's going to change the world. And I've had some huge, huge arguments with him because I tried to tell him, like, I just don't find myself being able to accept someone who speaks that kind of way, treats women that way, treats people of color that way, gay people, like whatever, you know, like you name it. So when it comes to dating, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I just don't know. I can't give a concrete answer like yes or no, but I'm in the middle. Like I, I really want to open my, my, you know, like my mind up and, and be a more open person. But when it came at least to, to Trump, I just couldn't. It was. Tough. Yeah, that's a good point, because I think if we're considering like uh, Justin Trudeau versus uh, friggin. Oh, God, what's his name? Aaron O'Toole. Yeah. But, you know, like since we're talking about Clinton and Trump in that 2016 era, I want to talk about the guy, the conservative party leader from that time. Oh, um, you're talking about Andrew Scheer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether it's Andrew Scheer or it's Justin Trudeau, they're sort of like if we're looking at the line of like super far left and super far right, they're kind of closer to the middle than, say, Trump and Clinton, who are like very polar opposites. So I think it's easier like if I was dating you know, for example, if Dylan was a huge conservative guy and loved Andrew Scheer, I'd be like, okay, sure. I mean, all right. He hasn't done anything that is so offensive to me that I would say, if someone supports that, I can't date them. But Trump was just so far on that right side of the scale that it was just, it's too much. And for me, I've I've always, again, I try to be open-minded and I always think, you know, what makes my opinion right? You know, maybe I'm seeing it all wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm delusioned or I'm, I'm the quote unquote sheep that they all talk about. So I try to envision it from the other side, but then I remember at the end of the day, all I care about is that everybody is loved and treated with respect. And the fact that a lot of the times the right side doesn't vouch for those beliefs is where I is where I kind of remind myself like, no, 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 that's I, I don't believe in any of it because it's like you said, uh, yeah, I forgot LGBTQ is a part of it as well. I read this survey on Mash.com that said there was a group of 5,000 participants which basically voted if they would date someone with a differing political view. And a lot of them, like a lot of them said that it is not possible to date a person of the opposite political affiliation. And that has, so like a lot of them, meaning it was a third of, of, of those 5,000 in 2012. And now it's 50% of those 5,000 people in 2020. For me, the way that I see it is that you make a point if it's if it's very central just like you know like the way that our political system is at Andrew Scheer and and Justin Trudeau are very centered however exactly as you said if people are too far left or too far right it's tough and like you make a point also like you know like with the whole question does love conquer all and i find like it's really tough in those situations it's very complex and complicated like 
I, I really respect my father, even though like rough past, but he couldn't see my point of view. And when he couldn't see my point of view, but I kept on pushing, trying to see his point of view and everything, it didn't make our relationship stronger. It actually made it worse. And then after we would be silent and like have this radio silence for maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, and then start off another conversation. I feel for me, if it was an Andrew Shear, Justin Trudeau kind of situation, for sure. I, I don't care if you're a conservative, like, you know, that kind of conservative, fine. But if you're the point where it's like in Europe, there's certain countries around the whole like 2016 election, there were a lot of far right groups that started rising in power in, let's say, Germany and, and Denmark and Sweden. And they had a lot of racist views, a lot of anti-immigration views. They had a lot of anti-LGBT views to the point that they want to ban LGBT rights and stuff like that, even transgender rights. And if it was someone like that, I can't see myself dating that kind of person because how can you say that you care about people when you're like half of your political platform is dismissing basically a third or half of those people that, you know, are around you. So yeah, for me, I find it just a complicated, complex situation. And yeah, no, if it's well, that. And and what I think also makes it so complicated is the fact that, you know, government, it's really about everything. It's not just these people in this government building over there and you either choose one or the other. It's like, no, it controls everything in your life. So it's hard to date someone who believes that life should be a completely different way from the way you would want it to be. So, and, and it's the same thing like with religion, you know, it's like, well, I believe this and it's like, well, I believe this. And those, when they're so contrasting, it's, it's the way you live your life. It's, it's what you believe and what you value. So when it's so polar opposite, you either have to be someone who is super mature and agrees to disagree, but I feel like that doesn't happen so much anymore. Or it just, I just don't see a situation where it could work. There was a girl, a 33 year old girl, Sarah Everard, and she was kidnapped and murdered recently. And she was on her way home, walking home. And, you know, she did all the right things. She was wearing the sensible shoes. She wasn't wearing anything provocative you know she she walked past a cctv camera like she called her boyfriend and let him know she was on her way home all of these ridiculous things that they tell women to do in order to be safe from all of the psycho men out there she was kidnapped and murdered and they just recently found her body so you see that on instagram and then you get angry and you say this is ridiculous why are we still living with this now let's say you're dating someone who's far right or whatever and they're like oh well you know she probably should have taken a cab home then and that's a reflection of the way that they of the way that someone thinks and that's often tied into you know who they vote for or or what they believe in it's a belief like system it's ingrained in you and, and it's how you live your life so if I had a boyfriend who said that to me or you know like to any girl who's been sexually assaulted out there you know oh well maybe she should have changed what she was wearing if someone said that to me I would rip their throat out like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying it's to true. date someone it's I'm not trying true. to date someone like that yeah I think as long as people are really empathic and empathetic and they want to understand each other and understand each other's viewpoints and moral points and all that fine i'm going to read you like this little like snippet of this woman and her husband 
that have been married for 11 years and they live in Forest Hills, New York. So this is what she said. And, and this is on the election night of like the 2016 Trump Hillary Clinton election. We went to bed late on the night of the election. I was pretty smug until about 9 p.m. or so when I realized that Hillary Clinton wasn't going to win. I watched the returns until 1 a.m. and then rolled over in disgust and slept badly. The next morning, with tears in my eyes, I told my husband we were going to have to get divorced because I could not live with him for the next four years. He said, honey, we're not going to get divorced. We're just not going to talk about politics for the next four years. We're now 15 months post-election, and for the most part, that's how we've handled it. If the worst thing about him is that he supports Trump, although I should mention not on everything, then I'm pretty lucky. So I don't know how those people do it. So exactly what I said in the beginning, like if you're not gonna like talk about it, like look what happened with me and my father, like we didn't talk about it, but I still had this like, not sort of resentment, but this kind of frustration that it's like, why can't we have a common ground about this? Like, why can't we have a common ground about how we treat immigrants and how we treat women and how we treat LGBT and this and that. But like looking at this story, I am absolutely shocked and amazed how these two people can still live together and have these polar, polar opposite views. It's, yeah. it's, it's just like, you know, like also talking about religion, I have this, you know, one story about this couple. What, so the husband was Christian, the, the wife was Muslim, okay? Two completely different religions, okay? We have the prophet Muhammad and then we have Jesus Christ, okay? These two got married. They had three children. And then I think it was 15 years after, you know, their first child, they couldn't handle their differing religious views. And then they divorced. But on the other hand, I have this other story about these two so one is an Eastern Orthodox Christian person and the other one is like a new church kind of Christian. Yeah, okay, similar, but one of them has all these saints and they have a lot of rituals and stuff like that. This is what this couple did. They both agreed that they would go to each other's churches every other week with the whole family. And they would do both of the celebrations that, you know, so, so Christmas on one side, then you have the Eastern Orthodox kind of Easter and other, you know, religious holidays. And they have been together since the beginning. They have not broken up. They have not had any kind of disputes. So they made it work. So I want to know like, like your thoughts about, you know, all that. And like this story about this woman and her husband who, you know, basically survived it all. Well, I think she made a great point is that, and I can't say that this goes for all Trump supporters. I mean, I hate the fact that we're still talking about him because he's gone. Bye, Felicia. But like, <laughs> you know, just because you support Trump doesn't mean that you supported everything he was for. But I've heard from Americans say that like some people are just born and like raised Republican and they'll, re they'll vote Republican no matter what, no matter who it is. So you know, Very they true. might not, they might have been like, eh, I don't really know about all the, you know, kind of crazy stuff he's saying, but I definitely don't like the Democrats. So it could be something like that. And, you know, yeah, like I, I saw, I saw a bunch of articles saying like, we've lost the art of debate and all we're doing nowadays is name calling. So, oh, you're a Trump supporter. That means you're a racist. That means you're homophobic. That means you're a bigot. And to the article's po point, they're right. I mean, none of that is useful if you're going to try to change someone's mind. You don't start off the bat 
insulting them, you know, and I, but I think people jump to those insults because they're deeply hurt and offended that someone would back someone up that is <laughs> a racist, homophobic bigot himself. So it's difficult, I think, to to decide where to stand. And I, I mean, I give kudos to the couples uh, that you mentioned that tried and that some of them did make it work. And, you know, the religion one is a really cool example because yeah, it's a bit of give and take. I don't know how you would do that with politics. Like if it would be like, well, on every other Sunday we watch Fox and every other Sunday we watch CNN. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't know how you do it with, with politics, but yeah. I I spent So when I was at my father's place, I think two years ago, I spent maybe the whole day listening to Fox because that's what he watches nonstop. (laughs) He just watches Fox Nation, Fox News, Fox everything. And he thinks that they are basically like the truth seekers of our era, of our time. You know, it's that they're telling the truth. They're giving you, uh, you know, that red pill, they're giving you just everything that you could ask for so that you can basically get out of this matrix, so, like so as to say. And I sit there and I'm listening to this, I'm sorry that I'm going to say, but rubbish. Like, I, I really respect a lot of you who vote Trump and, you know, like all that. It's just my, my view. I, like, I bet you guys think that, you know, anything that is democratic is rubbish too. So here we are. We're just going to agree to disagree. But it's like, I spent that one day just basically rolling my eyes. Like, I swear I strained my eye, like my eye muscles from just roll, like just rolling my eyes so much because it was ridiculous to me. I, I honestly, when I hear these people, when they say that they can't talk about politics and stuff like that, yeah, but like, this is an intimate relationship, especially in an intimate relationship. No, if it was a friendship, like, let's say if you told me, like, for instance, I like, like I had a friend, she was African American, she loved Trump. And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, you know, you really like Trump. Okay. And she, she was telling me that he was for women and that he was for, you know, our nation. and, And like, he's in fact, for all lives matter, not just black lives matter. I'm like, girl, don't you understand that black lives have been more oppressed than like all our lives? I'm like, and please was, don't say it. I don't, I don't need you to say that. Like, but it was astounding. But I made that friendship work. I made it work. Yes, we did not hang out that much. Because first of all, now that I think about it, honestly, my answer would be, no, I cannot date someone with such a polar opposite, you know, political view. And also a person whose religion is so way off of my kind of moral, like, you know, foundation, everything. I mean, yeah. Just like imagine going to bed at night. Like, let's say you and your boyfriend had a fight or you and your husband have a fight and you're fucking pissed at him. And then all of a sudden you remember that he's a Trump supporter. And it's like, that just adds another layer, you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't know how you would manage your like. Adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. It's a lot of fuel to the fire. Yeah. Or like, and like, if he said something like underhanded at you, you'd be like, oh, what is it? Because you don't respect women. And then it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're just getting into dangerous territory of where your fights could lead when you already have this like seething, like disagreeing. Okay. I'm actually really happy that you, you know, like that you just said that because that's how I felt with my father the whole time. He knew I was gay and he knows that Trump doesn't like gay people. But his, his argument, 
you know, was that, well, not everyone likes gay people, Vatan, so just deal with it. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, are you not supposed to be, you know, my parent and like support me and like love me? I don't know. Like, you're so right, especially when you just have an argument with someone and like at the back of your head, you're like, oh yeah, but you support Trump and you think that women are garbage, that they're second-class citizens. Oh, okay. It's, it's just, it's disgusting. It's just, and like, I don't know why, I don't know why politics have gone so polarized because everyone like, okay. You Again, know what? American, 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 I, but there also, are the polls in Canada, but I don't think they're as it's crazy. Tr- okay. But what about, what about in Alberta? when when they started wearing made like make alberta great again hats no they didn't are you kidding they did i swear to god please tell me that's a joke but okay yeah but like you come from winnipeg where people like not you like you are extremely loving of everyone but you like you told me how there were a lot of racist people in winnipeg right yeah well I so I'm not I'm not defending them at all. Yes, racist. I would say more so homophobic. I don't know if that's ch- no. You know what? I know it has changed because I've talked to my friends. Um, but I remember when I used to when I was there in high school, people would throw around the term gay like it was like you know like an insult, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I came here, I remember I think I had said it and someone was like lee like that is not okay and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know like and then i was like oh you know and i learned and i i was like you know you're right it's not it's not okay and when i would go home i would hear people saying it and i was like guys like what no we're not doing that anymore and they're just like wait what and so but i think they did finally catch on but the thing was like they always say this the bigger the city the more of like a mixed pool you're gonna get of of every kind of human being right so that's why that's like the cliche. Like if you grew up gay in a small town, you end up moving to like New York or Toronto, right? Because it's like where you'll be more accepted. And and I think that's a reflection too of just Winnipeg versus Toronto. Toronto's a much bigger city. Um, I think Winnipeg's getting there. They finally have a bit of like a gay scene and uh, there's a lot more multiculturalism happening now. So I think that's getting better. Um, But what I did want to say, though, was uh, kind of to your point about this is going back on the Fox News bit. And this is my opinion. But I feel sometimes that I don't want to keep saying Trump, but people that have those extreme right opinions doesn't have to be Trump, just extreme right where they think, you know, women shouldn't have abortions, gay rights should be like abolished, pretty much. White people are superior, uh, freaking what else? Oh, vaccines cause autism for some reason. And if you get the COVID vaccination, they're going to put a tracker in you, right? Because they're not already tracking you by your phone. But like all of these like crazy, crazy right, (laughs) right wing opinion. It's, 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 I think and this is my uneducated like psychologist take on it is that there is a deep desire to want to know more than others. It's, oh, of course. It borders, oh, yeah. on, it borders on narcissism, but it's like, I know something that, that nobody else does. And, and that makes me more powerful, more, more intelligent. And it's like, okay, where is your source material? They're like, oh, I saw this post on Facebook. I'm like, 
give me a break. Did you go to school? Like what? Or some sketchy (laughs) site online, which like, like you would never cite in any sort of academic paper or anything, but then they don't believe academic papers. They're, they're lying to you, which is ridiculous. It's like, how can you live in this kind of world where you think all these established peer reviewed sources are fake and you're going to believe somebody, something someone said who basically, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like sitting downstairs in their basement, just like, like clicking away on their like. (laughs) And that's the problem with social media nowadays is that it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole. So let's say someone uh, like. You click on some sort of YouTube video. YouTube search of of Donald Trump. It's going to now give you recommended videos of more Trump, of more stuff. And it's going to go more and more extreme the further you go and the longer you keep clicking. And you're and your computer has cookies for people who don't know what cookies are. It is a, like, it is a software that or a programming pretty much that takes into account everything you do on your computer to give you personalized experience, personalized ads. So everything you Google, it's going to start, sh- it's going to start sending you ads for that stuff. Everything, even like, that's the whole thing with TikTok and it's, it's for you page. The longer you wait on a video, if you like it, if you comment on it, that the feed will start to uh, compute and design the for you page, like specifically for you so that you'll stay on the app longer, right? The more time you spend on the app, the more money money that they're making off of you. Exactly. And like the more online traffic and like, like the more, you know, like that apps shares go through the roof, you know, like they just want more money, more time, more attention. They're, they're basically buying your attention with whatever means that they can. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, we're getting a little bit down a pigeonhole right now, but if you're going to watch a Netflix series recently, you should watch the social dilemma. It's really creepy. So good. It's so and good. If you, if you guys want to feel woke and like, you know, more than everyone else, then go watch that. Cause that's actually accurate information. And you will realize that you are being catered to. And I'm not, and I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to like sound like I'm smarter than anyone here. I understand that I'm being catered to as well with left-wing opinions. So there's that. But again, I always go back to my core, my core belief is that every human being should be valued, respected. Every living thing on this planet has a right to be here and, and period, just period. And I, I mean, I'm just, you and I were both actors to be an actor. Well, for the most part, I think most of the actors we know, maybe not all of them, we're all huge empaths. And a lot of us are just like big hippie love child. So peace love unity respect we went over that in our adm episode a couple episodes ago but that that's what it boils down to at the end of the day for me so if you if who you support is completely opposite to that and you start picking and choosing who and what is worthy of life and not well i i don't i don't have time for you in my life (laughs) you know it's really interesting because i feel like in our friendship we have, we've chosen to be curious rather, you know, than being furious with each other. There have been many moments in our friendship where our views have differed, but I think like this is, I think this is actually going into like, you know, like that kind of conversation. What are the best strategies that you can employ when you're put into a situation where someone has a differing sort of opinion, no matter what it is, political, religious, moral, or whatnot, to choose to be curious instead of furious and also determine your shared values. I think it's really important to talk about what do we share in terms of our goals and dreams and like where we stand on so that we don't just talk about this one person, Donald Trump, or this one person, Hillary Clinton, but we can talk about the things that we care about. 
I, I find what's really, what really hurts me the most, especially with all these alt-right opinions and to all my Jewish friends out there, it's, it sucks when someone tells you that the Holocaust is fake. You know how many times I've heard that in the past five, you know, like five years. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks so much because I've seen a lot of Holocaust, you know, movies. One of the, you know, like greatest movies that I think out there made by Steven Spielberg is Schindler's List. Go out and watch it. Like you'll see this kind of brutal sort of reality of, of, of what the Holocaust is and what it means to believe in some sort of leader like Hitler that's telling you, no, don't believe them. They're trying to control the world, that they're trying to do this. These poor people were just, just living their lives, doing their business. And out comes out all these Germans, all these Nazis in various nations that, be, that basically just cattled these people into you know, a camp and killed them. And I was shocked for someone to say that that is fake. And that's just a liberal opinion. No, that's not a liberal opinion. You can't say that. But then after it went so far to say that the California wildfires were caused by Jewish space lasers. I mean, like how, you know what I mean? It's no, but it's ridiculous. I feel like in those kind of situations, it's not even about being curious. It's not even about having shared values. You know what? Keep your reactivity in check and walk away. Just don't even be reactive in those situations. I would just walk away or just, you know, because it's it's tough. It's it just like, I sit there and a lot of people think, you know, again, with your view about how like, oh, you know, like every person wants to know more than anybody else. And they want to like, let you in on this whole secret. Yeah. Well, I think if someone has such a huge, you know, kind of polarized view than yours, it's important to recognize that their views might never change. So don't just oh, sit there yeah. in that relationship or that friendship thinking, oh, you know what? Down I'm going to change they might them. change. Yeah, that you're going to change them or that they're going to change them. They probably it's won't change. Highly unlikely because by for the most part, by the time people have political opinions, they're they're full-blown adults. And adults, it's eh, hard to you change. know, the whole thing about like old dogs, you can't teach them new tricks. It doesn't really happen at that age. When when it happens is when we're younger, still figuring out who am I, what do I believe in in this world. It, it rarely changes as an as as an as an adult. I did want to also mention that in the states, their political system is run completely different than ours. So you get so such animosity because they are directly voting for the president. You know, they directly yeah. voted for Hillary or for Donald Trump. Yeah. We 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 vote for the parties. So we're not, you know, it's not so like anim animalistic of like, oh, it's either him or it's her or it's this or it's that. It's like, well, no, I kind of just go in the general direction of that party, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's less poignant <laughs> of, of who and what to blame when it's, when it's a, more so of a party and less, you know, a leader. You know, I think it says a lot about a person if they're able to see your point of view. Like, let's say you're dating a guy or a girl and they want to be calm and like listen to you and hear you out. I think that says a lot about their character rather than someone who says, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You need to believe this. No, walk away. Like that will probably end up being an abusive relationship. I think it's, 
I think political views and, and the way that people stand up for their political views or religious views says a lot about that person. I am not like, I love Judaism. I love Christianity. I like, I love every kind of religion, but I don't like fanaticism and fanaticism goes even in, in the political spectrum. Yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate being around people who are extremists of any kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Extremism no matter what you believe, you you can freaking believe God or whatever or Allah. Or whatever. But if that fanaticism, people need to walk away from that. If they're seeing someone that is so fanatic and w- basically their whole lives just revolve around Donald Trump or this person or that, you know, or that view, kind of walk away because that shows that they're inflexible. You want to be with someone like, as you said, Lee, in our friendship, we've been so flexible with each other. And yet at the end, that flexibility helped us in the long run. We found a lot of common interests, a lot of common ground. And yeah, we have a lot of, you know, differing opinions for, you know, many things, but at least we can hear each other out. And I feel like that's what makes a healthy relationship. As you said, if, if, if you, if you, like, if your boyfriend was a conservative for Andrew Shearer, you would still be, you know, his girlfriend, but that, be, you know, like, it's because he is a flexible person. He's not a fanatic and he has other things going on in his life. So yeah, I think the way that you stand up for your views and stuff like that says a lot about who you are. I think too, this isn't really about relationships, but I guess it's our relationship to social media is that a lot of people that see these articles, postings, you know, whatever on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all TikTok, whatever, if that's your news source but you know and you see these things and like you said that the california forest fires started by jewish lasers yeah like it takes a level of critical thinking and to to take a look at something like that and think who's the source material who wrote this what are they affiliated with what is what are what do they usually stand for you know what is what is this article trying to do to me what is it? What is its like main, you know, what is its target audience? And people don't often do that homework or that work. They, they just take what they see as truth. And that's very scary in a world where you can literally put anything out there in the internet, into the world nowadays, in the ethernet. And it doesn't even have to be true. You can just put it out there. And, and there, there, are, there are children out there who don't know how to do any of what I just said, you know, and it's, it's like, well, how are they going to how are they going to discern what's true and what's not? Well, they're not. They're just going to read it and think it's true. So, I mean, that starts in schools, but it's like a, a lot of people and I'm not going to knock people who you know haven't who who haven't gone ahead and continued on with education, but that is a big part of it. You're right. I wouldn't say it's just about the education because there's a lot of people who finished what like doctorate degrees and love Trump, right? It, that's it, what I was going to say. I was going to say this is kind of separate, but like Donald, like Donald Trump of all people who's telling you, you know, the, like they're lying to you and this is what you should believe and, and making these people believe that they know this special information that nobody else knows. And why Donald Trump was what? a businessman before he was a president last time i checked he wasn't the world's genius if there was like one guy that i was like out here gonna be like you know what i'm gonna believe what he says because he seems like a smart motherfucker that would be probably elon musk so you know like oh yeah 100 percent. they all put so much stock 
into this dude who just all of a sudden became president like it, I, he did uh. no but it's so <laughs> true because there's so much information out there that is disinformation like it's purposefully de- you know deceiving and then there's a lot of misinformation that is a lot of you know a lot of it is misleading and so you really need to put your critical analytical thinking skills cap on and ask yourself questions because there's a lot of people out there who want to make a buck on the internet. They just want to make a buck off of you. And they create this website. They start writing these crazy theories, these crazy conspiracy theories. And because that person was probably what, like bankrupt, they're trying to make some money. They're trying to like live their life, you know, to sustain themselves. And then they see, oh, wow, I just wrote that Hillary Clinton is a pedophile and runs a pedophile ring. And wow, I got 4 million shares. (laughs) Yeah. 4 million shares. I got, you know, all these people, you know, like started tuning in, you know, to me and that also gives that person a sort of, yes, a power, this feeling of self aggrandizement that, Oh, look at me. Now I can control and manipulate people and they use it and they continue to control and manipulate people. And then the end result is so sad. The outcome of it all is that you've misled and deceived all these people and they actually believe you, right? Mm-hmm. You, and you don't really realize that when you say all this stuff that someone, especially in the States with their second amendment rights, they're like, oh my gosh, holy shit. I need to stop this pedophile ring. I'm just going to go <laughs> to the Capitol Hill and, with my freaking AK-45 and I'm going to just shoot them all down because I'm saving the world. I'm saving the children. And it's like in those kind of cases, I just like, I'm like, come on. Like, why? Why? Ask yourself the questions that someone may be misleading you and that you may mm-hmm. be completely deceived. And you know what? I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm not saying that that's easy. That takes a lot, like, like that takes, takes a lot of courage, a sense of humility, but you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it to say that you may be wrong so that you can actually realize, you know, what is right and what is truth. And also they don't, I, I and teaching, I, I think this is becoming a new thing in schools nowadays is teaching digital literacy. Oh yeah. Diff- yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. It's different than, you know, knowing how to read a textbook and whatever it's, for example, you're scrolling Facebook, you see uh, Justin Trudeau touched a little girl or something like that. And you're like, what? And you click it and you see a picture of him with some girl. But then when you read the article, which nobody does because they saw the title and now it's already being shared, it would say something like, Oh yeah, he, he like shook her hand while she graduated elementary school. And it's the title, it's the clickbait. And and people don't understand that. They don't realize it's a hook and they're getting you to click it so that now they have another view on their page, whatever. But of course, of course, once you click the article, it's a massive article and people are lazy. No one wants, I don't want to read that. I know what it already says. He touched a little girl. So now I'm going to, you know, this is a completely made up scenario, by the way, Justin Trudeau has not touched a little girl, <laughs> but you know, like that is just, I, I think that's another key component to this whole mess, social media mess <laughs> of but news. You know, what's really interesting is that I've, I've had this situation with someone at the end of my show, at the end of my show that I did with my mom at that art gallery, there was a woman who came up to me and she basically warned me uh, not to become a Hollywood actor. Or if I become a Hollywood actor, 
not become one of those legit. I, I kid you not. She said, I don't want you to become one of those child blood drinking pedophiles. You have to become one if you go to Hollywood. And she was what? dead serious. I'm laughing right now, but she was dead <laughs> serious. Like Lee, she was actually dead serious. And I felt, I felt sorry for her. I felt really sorry for her. And at that moment, I didn't know what to say because yes. Yeah, what do of, you say to that? <laughs> a part of me didn't want to start an argument because she was so set in her ways that I felt that if I said something differing, she would just stick her feet deeper into that, you know, into her, you know, sort of viewpoint and would make her really defensive. And I actually found myself when I said, oh yeah, I heard about that, but I don't really believe it. And she's like, no, don't say that. They're just trying to lie to you. And I'm like, and she's not diagnosed. I, I wouldn't say that that's schizophrenic. Like, like it's just, it's a very a misled, deceived person. But it's so, yeah. it hurt me because we were once uh, family friends. And like now I'm scared to talk to her because I'm like, I, I did not know what to say in that situation. So I find like another point that I would say to people as a strategy is, find a way not to shame your, you know, that other person so that they don't become defensive because you want them to open up more so that eventually they can find uh, the loophole of misinformation that they found themselves in. Because usually when you hear this stuff out loud, or at least that's what I hope so, you would say, come on, really? All these movies that we watch are made by all these child blundering pedophiles? Like, come on, like that's no, but just don't shame them at least because maybe you're the only other person for them, which, you know, is in contact with reality because otherwise they'll become defensive and then find more friends that believe what she, you know, they believe. And then they'll never get out of that loophole. They'll just stay in that feedback loop of misinformation and disinformation. I think, I think you raised a good point in there is that having them say it out loud and, and, because they've said it to themselves so many times over and over again, saying it out loud is probably not going to worry them at all. But when you start asking them questions to further explain like a teacher does. So what do you mean by that? When you say that, what did you mean? Or like, uh, so wait, where did you find that out? I want to know more about that. And they have to start explaining the reasonings behind these, these premises they're throwing out there. It's like they start to trip up maybe not all of them because some of them are really down into the specifics of the dark hole but like (laughs) some of them are like oh well i i heard that somewhere well where did you hear it no because i want to hear it oh well i i think it was like on i don't i don't remember oh okay so maybe you maybe you didn't hear that you know it's like it's just like I mean, that's a little, that's a little guilty pleasure of mine is poking the holes in. <laughs> in no, the- but you're helping them Lee. It, it is a way you of helping. Are. Because and- you don't want them to continue living in that sort of rabbit hole. Well, and it's, it's no different than like, if you're teaching it like a, a child and you show them a circle and a square and you say, which one is the circle? And they point to the square. You'd be like, oh, well, why do you think that? And then they have to give you the reasoning why. And then they start to realize, oh, oh, I think I'm wrong. You know? So yeah, it is, it is helpful to, to try to ask questions. But again, when we circle back to dating someone, I ain't got time for that. 
like i don't have time to i don't have time i want to date somebody who's on the same mental level as me yeah i don't want to have to coach you or or teach you or have you try to teach me i don't want that i just want us to be on the same page because that's one last thing i have to worry about you raise a great point because spending your whole relationship trying to teach that person it's kind of like what a pointless relationship. I mean, okay, some people like that. They want to be the teacher in the relationship and all that. But honestly, I like your point. Like I want us to be on the same sort of wavelength so that we can actually grow from here, you know, so we can learn new stuff. I, I don't want to be on some sort of level and like dragging this person up the ladder to learn about women's rights and gay rights and this rights and all those and like what is truth and what is not. You know, I want... I want to be with someone who we're, we already believe in women's rights. We already believe in Black Lives Matter. We already believe that people are being oppressed here or there, that we need to have more immigrants here so we can help them grow, live better lives and this and that. And, and, and also just like learn new stuff about the world. Like, I just don't want to spend my whole relationship just talking about stuff that I already believe, you know, I want to learn new stuff. So really... Honestly, I think we've actually answered the question several times now in a lot of scenarios that basically, at least for us, at least for you and I, it's, it's, it's a no, it's a no. Like the answer is no. Like, well, even on a religious perspective, I, back in, in our bachelor's, in my bachelor's degree, I was talking to a guy from the States and he was in the Navy and he was Catholic and I am not religious like in any way. So we talked, we like vibe, it was just like sassy commentary back and forth. Like he was really funny. Like it was great. I liked it a lot, but he was sort of like a no sex till marriage guy. And he also was like, like one day we're going to get married and we're going to have five kids. And I was like, freaking five, like, bro, I'm not having five children, but he was like, it's going to be the best. And I was like, okay, haha, just kind of messing around, like continuing on with the banter. And he said to me, like, you know, like you're going to have to become Catholic. And I was like, no, no, no. And he like even went through the trouble of sending me two books. I did read one of them, the basics of Christianity or something like that. Or the basics. oh, so it was a ba- you know like basically a textbook. No, it wasn't a textbook. Gosh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like the basics of Catholicism or something like that. And then the second one was uh, Saint Augustine's Confessions, which I I didn't read that one because it looks long and hefty. But <laughs> I, I read the basics, fair, fair. and you know the basics. I read it and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, sure. Why not? And then he was like, so you'll do it. And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't, I don't believe that being gay is a sin. So my, my best friend is gay. So for that reason, your honor, I say no. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was like, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't do that for you. And he was like, well, you'd have to be Catholic if we got married. And I was like, well, I guess we're not getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Was he really good looking? Yeah. You know, he was cute. Oh Yeah. I wouldn't say like when you say like really good looking, I'm imagining like Ryan Gosling, but like, (laughs) because I know your standards too. That again is just you circle back. I already said no to the whole political thing. And there again, I'm saying no again. If it's someone who's like, like if you're religious, that's fine, but I'm not going to become religious for you. Like, oh, yeah, no, fair, fair, fair. I, (laughs) I would joke with him. I was like, dude, I'm gonna step into that church and start screaming. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'll just start yelling, it burns. Honestly, would you really scream in the church? 
No, I was kidding. Because <laughs> like I actually just like I was like, like, I'm put just, like picturing I'm put you a- just screaming in a church, and I'm like, Aah. I'm just like putting on a fake exorcism. I would like start like making it rain my tarot cards on. Stop! People. Stop! <laughs> I can actually uh, picture you doing that. Actually, I feel like you would say that you'd never do that, but then I I I can <laughs> picture you doing that. Like like that's such a great moment. They'd be like, "Burn the witch." I'm like, yeah. that's my best friend right there. She's having a breakdown. <laughs> 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 Honestly, it's also for me, you know, the same. Like, it's a no for differing religious views. Like, I think the only, okay, I am baptized and born Christian, but the only other religion that I could really date is like Jews. I love the music. I have downloaded so many, like so much Jewish music. I've learned some Hebrew. Okay. So if you're a gay Jew, slide into Vitan's DMs. But like, that's it. Anybody else? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? I see myself dating a Buddhist because I feel like the Buddhist wouldn't like really trump into my territory and say, no, you need to be a Buddhist if you want to marry me. I feel like they'll be just so Zen. And just like quiet and, and in I the feel moment, like, I feel like all accept the, me. I feel like all the pagan religions are more just like chill and they're just like, we're just over here doing our thing and like we believe in like the planet and peace and, and that's know. it. And everyone else is like, believe in my God. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> so aggressive. Stop. <laughs> but you would date someone like me. I'm not religious. Oh, no, no, no. Like 100%. Because you believe in something, you believe in the universe. Like you talk yeah. about energies all the time. Yeah. Like, let's say I take that word universe and I put God into it. Do you understand? It's interchangeable. Right. So if for you, I would date you hundred percent. I can't see myself dating maybe your boyfriend who doesn't believe in anything, anything. <laughs> like he legit is just like, <laughs> like just a working human being. He's like, yep, I'm here. Probably don't I'm have here. a purpose, but I'm going to, I'm going to work this and I'm going to do that. And I'm like, you know what? God bless you, Dylan. Like, and even <laughs> like, actually, actually insane god bless you his birthday was recently um <laughs> and and i and i said you know god bless you to dylan and and lee you're like Vatan, he doesn't believe in god so and i was like <laughs> no oh, i said it more chill i was like dude like i was like man he doesn't believe in god you can leave that part out of your text because you were like this is what i'm gonna send him and i was like you could you could leave out the god part he doesn't believe but you know but since i wrote god down <laughs> i was like dylan hey by the way forget about the whole God part. May you just be blessed. I just want you to be blessed <laughs> because I'm so respectful about that. But like, and he, and he came home and like came up to me right away at my desk. It was like, Lee, look at these text messages. I was killing himself laughing. But it's true. Like I can't see myself dating someone. I mean, he's very attractive, great guy, like overall, like an, an amazing human being. Like you would not even know that he's not even like spiritual or religious or believes in something. But no, I cannot see myself dating someone like that. Wait, I actually have a question. How does your relationship, you know, handle that kind of like frontier about energies and stuff? Okay, like you're really into energies, the universe, like auras and stuff. Where does he stand with all that? And how do you guys talk about that? Well, he maybe has let me read his tarot once. He He's afraid of them. He thinks they're going to tell him he's going to die which is not what they're for at all. God love them. Um, I, it doesn't, it doesn't come up. It's just, but that is who I am. Oh, these, okay. these are my beliefs, but like, I don't put them on him. I don't say you have to believe in my spiritual energies or a Zodiac, very witchy kind of, you know, reality of this 
of this life. I'm not telling him he has to believe in anything. You don't believe anything. Good. Good for you. I don't wow. even know if I do. I just, I just feel like I can sense people's energies and stuff. That's just, Good but it's you. not, but, it, but it's nothing like, and, and yes, I believe in the, the planet. I believe in the animals and all the living creatures and beings on this planet. But I'm not going and saying I'm better than everyone else because I believe in. Oh, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that no. is one thing that, I, that triggers me a lot about religion is that like, a lot of people believe that. Well, because I live this way, that makes me better than you or those people that would come to your door and be like, there's only so many spaces in heaven. And if you don't if you don't say you believe today, you're not going to get in. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> look like I'm going downstairs because I, I heard it's an open bar down there anyways. So. I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that there's a certain number of spaces in this, like those kind of people. I'm sorry. That's so stupid. No, but it's kind of ridiculous having that kind of sense of superiority about yourself and about what you believe. Like, no, I, I I can't eat you. Or the people that like, will come up to you and be like, well, you know, God, God told me this. I'm sorry. What do you Sorry, No, you have them on speed dial. Like, like you guys, no. you guys DM at night. Like who, who, how did he tell you this? Like what, maybe you need to see someone. <laughs> no, like I would actually say the same thing. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> you can say, let's say for instance, I had a dream. I had a dream and this is what happened in the dream. Okay. And I think that was some sort of sign. And I, yes, exactly. Fair. When you that word it like that, fair. Even if you were like, even if you were like having a really bad day and then all of a sudden the sun poked th- through the clouds and you were like, that's like God telling me to like smile or whatever. I'd be like, okay, okay. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. But don't tell me you guys are talking because that is bullshit. Here, here's my one final thing though. At the end of the day, I think politics and religion are very different. And I think that all religions can be quite beautiful. And I think that if you do believe in a religion and it provides you peace, it gives you solace, you feel connected, you have a sense of community because of it. If, if this thing, if this thing in your life provides you with those things and you're not using it to harm people, to shame people, to decide who is worthy and who is not, then all the power to you. And sure, I'll, I'll date you if that is you. And if you are not trying to push your opinions on me and you're just happy to be with you and God and your DMs at night, like that's fine. Like, I don't care. Believe in what you want to believe in as long as you're not hurting other people's in the process. You know what? As long as you're not confronting people about your religious views. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's true. It, you know, believe what you believe, like who you like, but as long as you're not making the other person feel hurt by your views. If someone hears it and it does provide them some it, sort of- It resonates with them and right. they sure. feel great. And I'm like, okay, you know what you're actually helping. Yes. But if you're one of those people who are shoving anti-abortion posters of dead babies in my face on campus, you can go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel- it's very, again, we're uh, the different poles of religion. You can be, like you were saying, a fanatic, or you could just be someone who believes this. And it's just, modest. It's yes. just like, you know what? Like, you know, the same way, you know, they tell us to eat in moderation. Well, just be moderate in your views. Be moderate in the way that you express your views. That's not saying that you need to be silenced. You don't have to feel silenced. Just believe what you believe, you know? Honestly, Lee, this has been a very fun episode. 
I think like this has been a very necessary episode because especially being a relationship podcast, like how can we call ourselves a relationship podcast when we don't even touch on the subject of, you know, dating people with differing political views. And I think we really encompassed a lot of content in this episode, especially what we would do, what we would not do, how we would handle certain situations. So yeah. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I have nothing to say, Vatan. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for a glass of wine. In all seriousness, though, guys, we are so grateful for all of you. Thank you for always listening in and telling us what you loved about the episode, uh, giving us tips. They're actually super helpful and keep them coming. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, subscribe, review, follow, all that jazz. And we will see you next week. I'm just going to add, like all jokes aside, I really am sincerely appreciative of all of you out there who are listening. So thank you. Thank you. Because this podcast would not be anything without you guys. So for me, it's a good bye. Bye. <laughs>